This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second past. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. We're here for anyone who's interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it, and this is the very beginning. But we recommend heading back to the very early episodes to get your footing. However, if you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. Coming up in this week's episode, we add another chapter to the Celsius saga. We talk about how California is embracing blockchain technology and we throw some Kardashian chat in for some ratings grabs. No, not really. There is actually a story there. Please trust us. My name's Tracy and I'm joined by my pals and colleagues from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. Hey guys, how you going? Well, Tracy, how are you? Very well. Hey, Craig. G'day. I missed you. You missed. <laughs> we had one week without Craig, but he is back now. So uh, let's get into what's making news this week in the world of crypto and blockchain. As I mentioned in the intro, the Celsius saga continues. There's a company known as Equities First, which uh, former CEO who resigned earlier this week, Alex Mashinsky, has suggested that Celsius has borrowed money, about $439 million from this company called Celsius First. And uh, they have not yet returned uh, the collateral, even though the loan has been paid down. So it's likely to play out over November. The Financial Times reported this week that Celsius founder Alex Mashinsky had withdrawn $10 million from his crypto lending company just weeks before it froze withdrawals to its customers. Uh, now, this happened just before filing for bankruptcy also. So if you were listening uh, to us, you'll remember that we covered this story weekly back in June and July as it unfolded. So Celsius was one of the first major crypto institutions to really feel the effects of the crypto crash that was caused by the failure of stablecoin Terra and its sister crypto company Luna. So Craig, do you want to maybe jog the memory um, of our listeners for some context? Yeah, so this was the massive contagion that occurred when Luna went to zero, but pretty much during the 2021-2022 bull market, there was companies like Celsius, BlockFi, Nexo that were advertising high yields to their users. So you'd lock up your assets and they would pay you a yield, whether it was daily, weekly or monthly. And since it was quite a competitive landscape and, you know, sort of a yield battle, these companies were taking on more and more risk. And Celsius, um, you know, was caught up in the massive drop that we had when Luna went to zero, which was a top 10 coin at the time. So at the time, Celsius were saying, you know, we're solvent, it's all good. Um, And then after this all went down, they paused all withdrawals and froze their customer account. So if you had 
you know, you could have had $100,000 in Celsius and right now you can't withdraw it. So I know a lot of people caught up in this, very, very unfortunate. And then they went on to file for bankruptcy a few weeks later in July and they said that it only had $167 million in cash on hand and they have just under $5 billion owed to Celsius customers. So wild times, Blake. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, no, it's fascinating. And, you know, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to know where all that crypto went, right? <laughs> but um, obviously some bad practices there at Celsius. So apparently Machinsky um, still has $44 million in crypto assets frozen alongside customer funds in the Celsius app. Um, but regardless of his uh, withdrawal of 10 million bucks, is, is that 44 million USD? Yeah, USD. Okay. Maybe like 70 mil Aussie at the moment, um, which is a, which is a big chunk. You know, it's still a bit sketchy him pulling that out just before they, they close withdrawals. And I don't think that if when this goes to court and potentially there's, there's court cases against you know, their practices. This isn't going to shine a positive light on them at all. I was going to ask, Blake, do you remember what was the highest amount of yield at the time when um, that Celsius was offering? Do you remember like when everyone was getting excited about it? It was variable, you know, and I think with stable coins, they had 10 to 12%. However, there was a big demand on stable coins from institutions and trading platforms because so many people were borrowing stable coins to leverage their trades. But on Bitcoin and Ethereum, it was more reasonable, like a 4 to 6% return, which was um, indicative across the market. But as I understand it, there were also promotions on the platform, which was basically like a marketing campaign where they might, you know, boost your yield for a period of time if you, um, you know, locked up your crypto for longer periods or you deposited certain amounts and, and things like this. So, yeah, a, a variety and variable yields from the Celsius app. But don't forget, guys, they also had their token. So they said if you held their token, you could actually get paid a bonus in the Celsius token as well. So it was like they had market best rates if you held their token. Yeah, the token was worth over a billion or was it three billion? Anyway, it was over a billion US dollars at the time. Market cap. Yeah, market market cap. cap. Um, So, you know, the company was doing very well, obviously got caught up in this liquidity crisis. So, you know, was it actually bad practice from... You know, the Celsius management team, um, or you know, was it just you know they were giving people what they wanted, uh, they were giving high yields, and you know the market you know, crashed and there was some dodgy projects that went under and and they got wiped out. So it's interesting to see how it will play out. Yeah, and again, exactly what's happened there with Celsius. You know, that's another reason that they're having a closer look at things like like this because of what Alex has done and that's where regulation comes into it. So I think let's move on to the next story. And this story didn't get as much traction as I thought it should have, but I think it's a massive step forward and I think it's pretty interesting. So let's discuss this. But California has announced this week that it's putting vital records onto the blockchain. Now, this is a really bold move. And what this means is things like birth, death, marriage certificates and documents will be held on the blockchain. So the governor has signed a bill that would give Californians the options to receive vital records this way. And I really like this step forward. Um, I think it's the way that a lot of nations and states will move. What are your thoughts on this one, Craig? I like how it's an option. And I love that they're not they're not forcing everyone to do it, which I think is what other countries are doing, like China, etc. But I think they're doing it for efficiency reasons, so it's cheaper, faster, easier, more efficient for residents to gain their 
you know, records that are a bit annoying to get. Like, Tracy, do you know where your birth certificate is? Like, I have no idea where mine is. Well, I'm pretty good with that kind of thing, so I do, but yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea. Even my passport I've lost a few times, but um, if it's all in the system, <laughs> then surely I can I can just grab it easily. What, what blockchain is it on, Trace? Do you know? I didn't actually read into that. Um, I will we'll find out, but... It'll be interesting to see if it's a private blockchain or a public blockchain mm. um, because, of course, there's quite different qualities um, to the two different systems. So you're, you're all for it then, Blake? Yeah, well, I actually, um, I used to consult to a company that was building exactly this and I was Ooh. working with them for quite a while called Secure Health Chain and they were building a health passport that would you know, hold all your, your vaccine data, um, your medications that you've had, your prescriptions, uh, you know, all the details that pertain to you know, the status of your health because you know, over time, that data gets lost and it's all over the place. And the app gave you, you know, options to share for a certain period of time with different mm. you know, medical practices. And, you know, it was always going to happen. Um, but, you know, maybe it just couldn't have happened through the private sector. It had to be pushed through um, from the public sector. I know people are talking about similar things when it comes to property and deeds to homes and land and that type of thing. So it makes sense um, to have things on chain. And moving on to our next story, uh, I was going to put this news in the short, sharp news bits at the end of the podcast. As I feel, to be honest, I feel the Kardashians get enough airtime as it is, but there's a broader discussion to be had here. So let's talk about this little bit of news that features Kimmy K. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments and show up and do the work. And she's in trouble with the SEC. So to catch you up, the SEC is charging Kim Kardashian $1.26 million for promoting a cryptocurrency without disclosing that she had been paid for doing so. The reality TV star has agreed to pay this big settlement. Um, and to be honest, this amount of money is just going to be nothing to her and her empire. But the Kardashian um, was part of a group of celebrities who hyped up this Ethereum, what was it, I think, Ethereum Max tokens. I didn't know anything about this, but this was last year. And after this after this pump up, it plummeted 98% within the month. Did you guys hear about this? It was. It seems to have been everywhere. But um, should she be worried that this is going to go any further? Craig, what's the down low on this one? Yeah, I heard about this. And celebrities endorsing crypto is my all-time favorite top signal. We'll put this in the show notes, but Katy Perry, at the top of the 2017 cycle, she posted a photo of her nails with like the crypto logos on there. Iconic Mm. crypto moment of top signals. Well, her brother's really into crypto though and knows his stuff. So Yeah. And the second one that's happened is Floyd Mayweather as well. When he starts shilling crypto, you know that we're (laughs) near a top. And then, of course, someone as big as Kim K shilling crypto, like- Mm sell everything pretty much when you're seeing that on your Instagram. Okay. Craig, isn't Paris Hilton doing stuff in the metaverse at the moment? Yeah, I think Paris Hilton's into it, but... That was the last, that was November, so maybe maybe that was the top in November. No, oi, to be fair, Paris <laughs> Paris Hilton's like, I think she's fully, fully into yeah, it. Yeah, she's BFFs. She's, she's BFFs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Ashton Kutcher's in that, like they're actually in the space, but these Schillers, but she got paid like 250K, Kimmy, to put it on her story. 
But the issue was, Trey, she didn't disclose that it was an ad, even though it was quite obviously an ad. Mm -hmm. She forgot the old hashtag. So quite an expensive mistake, Trace. But to her, obviously, drop in the water. Spare change for Kimmy. Well, you know, Blake, you follow Kim Kardashian. Did you see the ad? Uh, must have missed that one. Sorry. Must have missed that. Just joking. Uh, anyway, look, just to round that out, I don't think we'll see um, any information about that one on the Keeping Up with the Kardashians uh, episode anytime soon. But she has said that she's going to uh, not promote any crypto for the next three years and she'll continue to work like a good girl with the SEC to help its investigation. Three years, so that could be the next bull run. <laughs> Made perfect timing. She's timed it. Uh, look, look, let's cover off some NFT news as we finish off the month of September real quickly. NFT monthly sales topped $947 million as Solana gains ground on Ethereum. Solana NFT sales volume nearly doubled last month as the wider market remains relatively shit, to be honest, down roughly 82% from the January highs. Why is Solana so boss right now, Craig? Tell us what's happening with Solana. You know I'm a Solana bull. We do. But the NFTs are at all-time high because they've got a few really cool projects like Utes and ABC and D-Gods and they've been going crazy lately. Who knows what they are really? They're just pictures. Well, I didn't know what they are to be honest because you just said Utes. I didn't even know how that – they've done some fancy spelling. I was like – I've been looking at that for the last month. I didn't even want to say it because I was like (laughs) – But they're doing really innovative stuff. Like there was one Honestly, just that is so innovative. Wow. Let me me tell you, there's one project called OK Bears and they partner with like like a brand imagery company that partners with the NBA – the EPL, the, like you get full, full IP ownership over your bear, which I know that's a bit of a gripe with other NFT projects. So now like the Bored Apes, there's like a bunch of side hustles coming out of it. But pretty much OpenSea still the top dog if with Ethereum. So 350 million worth of September trading volume, which is still, you know, it's very, it's 90% down from the top. But yeah, Magic Eden has 127 million, so it's gr- it's growing, and it's sort of about half of what OpenSea is. I have a theory that you know all of these metaverses are building their own marketplaces within the metaverse. It's going to be interesting to see how much market share they take from these platforms like OpenSea over, over the next couple of years. It's going to really spread it all out. There's definitely a bit of competition going on out there. Another bit of cool NFT news from OpenSea, actually. The platform now supports bulk listing and bulk buying, which is pretty cool because you can now buy up to 30 items in a single transaction. And the, and the cool bit about this means that you, one large transaction means that you can save on gas fees. So anything that helps with the gas fees is pretty good in my book. But I wanted to mention the NFT Fest Australia. So we talked about the Oz um, Crypto Convention that we went to um, a few weeks back. And one of my favourite people that I met in real life there was um, Greg Oakfeld. And he actually pulls together this NFT Fest. And this is happening on the 23rd and 24th of November in Melbourne. And they've some of the best and brightest Web3 creators and minds, um, both locally and globally, are attending this event. They've actually got some really cool speakers. So if you want to know a bit more about NFTs and Web3, then you know, come along to that. I think you can go in person or you can go virtually. So we'll put a link below and um 
you know, Blockchain Australia, I think, are behind that as well. But it, it looks awesome. So so get involved in that one. Are you gonna go are you gonna go to that guys, Craig Tracy? Is that something that interests you? Oh, I've traveled so much recently. I can't I'd love to be able to go over for it. But if I can't go over, then I'm definitely gonna do it virtually for sure. Cause there's actually um, a couple of really big speakers that I'm I'd um fangirl over and love to listen to, so for sure. Craig, you're gonna head down and uh check it out? Um if I'm around, I'll go. But, yeah, we'll see. What about you, Blake? I know you're, like, all over your NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be good learning curve, maybe. It'd be a uh, good learning go curve, yeah, absolutely. Okay, now on to our short, sharp news bites for the week, and I'm going to go first. It is official. Elon Musk is buying Twitter again. Again? <laughs> apparently, at, again, apparently it's all back on. It's back on as of yesterday, so this is that time of recording. And apparently back at the original share price, which was $54.20. So Musk confirmed the offer in a filing with the SEC. He says that he will proceed on closing the transaction in the terms he negotiated originally with Twitter in April as long as the lawsuit that Twitter has recently brought against him is closed. So there's a bit more to that. We won't go into it now, but um, as part of that, you guys might have seen the last week, all of their personal communication between Elon and Dorsey came out and what they actually wanted to achieve um, with Twitter. And I think it, what it comes down to is getting rid of the bots somehow, which I think was, correct me if I'm wrong here, you guys might know, I think it was people had to pay a very, very small amount now. For every tweet. Yeah, for every tweet. Like a minuscule amount. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it was trying to get to. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Pay to play. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. Craig, you're up next. Yeah, so Solana, again, the Solana Bears love this. Has another outage last week. Bloody Solana. Um, the issue was caused <laughs> by a node that created a fork, yada, 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 some technical jargon. <laughs> But pretty much it just adds to the narrative that Solana does go down. I think it's gone down like 20 times this year. So that's what the bears say. But I say that people are still playing on Solana because they don't care at the end of the day. I have to say when a project's in its early stage, you do have to give them concessions, right? But 20 times in a year is, I think, really pushing the needle a little bit far. Yeah, that's not it. We're not, are we saying still early stages? How many times has has Ethereum gone down? Zero. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Maybe it's the quality mm-hmm. of developers or the projects. Who knows? Okay. What's up next, Black? Uniswap Labs. So Uniswap is a decentralized exchange. Um, are putting together a funding round at a billion dollar valuation. Now that did seem low to me. However, it did yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they've come to that. But um, Polychain, um, which is a ex- extremely famous um, venture capital firm in the crypto space are looking at investing as well as Singapore sovereign wealth funds. So yeah, I don't know. How much are they raising, Tracy? Do you know? I didn't say, I don't, it didn't say what they were after, but I, I mean, can't be that much then if they're putting it at 1 billion. I mean, yeah, we'll see. They wouldn't want to be giving away too much. And yeah, so Uniswap plans to extend their offering um, to several new products including allowing their customers to trade NFTs on the platform. So, yeah, these guys are innovators. Um, Can't wait to see what they come out with. Uh, I read this one with interest this week, but would you believe that crypto is quietly thriving away in sub-Saharan Africa? Africans are currently conducting 80% of the world's crypto retail payments under $1,000. 
thought this is really cool. So chain analysis, a chain analysis report shows that strong crypto usage and adoption rates are within this region. So I guess what's happening here is that there's a lot of um, really highly educated young people and they've got really low job prospects and they see crypto as a way to, um, you know, look after and, and feed their family. So this is a really positive story and I really like that. And then on a, sorry to get political, but obviously African countries and their monetary system is mm. a little bit shambles. Mm. So maybe this is a perfect use case for quick payments. Yep. And of course, they've all got mobile phones and access and they've got better Wi-Fi than I do here in you know my section of Perth, which is pathetic. So go them. I got one for you, Trace. Go for it. Robinhood mm. has a wallet with Polygon. So mm. non-custodial wallet on Polygon, gasless swaps meaning users do not have to pay network fees when exchanging crypto assets. But this is a massive get for Polygon because Robinhood has millions and millions of users in America. Polygon have one of the best BDM teams in crypto. They partnered with Disney, Nike, and now Robinhood. Cool new product. That's why they've had another little pump for Matic in the last week. That's probably why. Nice one. I might touch on Coinbase, who has paused transactions in the US to address bank transfer issues. So the exchange is having issues processing withdrawals and deposits um, involving bank accounts in the US and has temporarily stopped transactions to US users. And, you know, this is industry-wide. We've had problems there. Others are having problems there. There's a lot of pressure, regulatory pressure coming to the banks uh, making it more and more challenging um, for crypto companies to operate. So, yeah, some some banks and payment processors are even kicking off all of their crypto customers, which makes it very challenging to navigate the sector because, you know, if you're wanting to re-onboard with one of these groups, it could take 6 to 12 months. Yeah, it's mm. pretty challenging at the moment, yeah. Look, staying um, with Coinbase – there's a new documentary out about cryptocurrency and Coinbase. Uh, it features Coinbase over the last three years, and it's called Coin. Of the 90% of people who have heard of cryptocurrency, there is a small minority who have a glimpse of the larger picture. There's this new technology. It's crazy. One way to conceive of Bitcoin is it's the technology that allows us to move money over the internet. It's a beautiful thing. You just have to trust the code. 2010, I happened to come across the Bitcoin white paper. In the evenings and weekends, I started tinkering. The big idea was make Bitcoin easier to use. I thought, maybe I'm crazy. This could have an enormous impact on the world. It'll be available this Friday on Amazon Prime, iTunes and YouTube, as well as some other platforms. Um, the film aims to advance the cause of cryptocurrency and show the motivations of people driving the industry forward. We'll put a link uh, in the show notes for the YouTube for this Um Look, I don't. I haven't watched a lot of docos on crypto in the last few years that I've actually enjoyed, and I, I didn't mind the preview to this one. So we'll check it out and see what it's like. Did you guys watch the preview? I haven't seen the preview, but I will say that Brian, this co-founder, was on Equity Mates. Brian Armstrong. He was. So yes. Give that a listen. Good get from them. He's a good interview too. He's a good one to have. They could have handballed it to us because we are the crypto show, but well, we we actually had conf we actually had confirmed to get him on, but we hadn't sorted out a date and time, so they jumped in there and grabbed him. So <laughs> good on him. It's a good interview, guys. I have a um, Netflix recommendation for everyone. So I want everyone to watch the GameStop Saga documentary on Netflix. It's a limited series. It's about when GameStop 
was pumped in the pandemic and it explains longing shorting yeah that's a good one very very well so i think crypto's mentioned a few times but it's a good shout out yeah actually it's a great watch mm. and maybe i'll have another recommendation next week well tune in just for that folks tune in just for that excellent and you know what with that we're going to round out the episode there Hopefully you'll join us next week for Craig's next recommendation. So thanks again for listening, folks, and we hope you join us next week. See you, guys. Bye for now. Cheers, guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.